stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon broadcasting to you from sunny Arizona. And you know that when it's July, it's sunny in Arizona. Um, almost the end of July, only a couple days left, and we're ready for August. And I just can't even imagine where this summer's gone. My grandson starts to school in another week. I can't, even, I can't think about going to school yet in the hot summer. But anyway, that's how it is. And that's what we're, we're going to have to do. We have a great show today. We're going to talk about the ever-loving essence of you. Um, and it's an interesting thing that's happening in our culture. And when a lot of us were growing up, we were taught to put everybody else first. You know, put yourself first was considered selfish. And we didn't, oh, oh, we didn't want to be known as selfish um, we had an awful lot of unwritten rules about how you should be, how you were supposed to show up in the world. And we heard the question, what are your parents going to think? Or what will the neighbors think? Or what will somebody think? We heard that a lot. It was different for boys and men than it was for girls and men, women. For instance, um, you know, men don't cry, or I guess now these days they don't eat kish, which is dumb. But, you know, women used to think that they needed to be a little bit helpless, even on the job. We were raised that way. We heard things like, don't let the men think you're smarter than they are. I mean, this is even if you were and they knew you were, you're not supposed to let them think so. You know, it's such interesting phoniness. Now, I can't remember anybody back then asking me, who are you? Who, who's the real you? You know, what are you really like deep inside? You know, what, what are your deep desires you know, what do you believe that nobody told you you have to believe? And nobody ever asked me any of those questions. You know, are you a person, one person at work and another person at home and another person at a party? You know, are you a different person depending on who you're with? 
Who, who are you? We hear a lot about self-esteem, lots about self-esteem, and more and more about self-love these days and how important it is to honor yourself, take care of yourself, and yes, even love yourself. This is the direct opposite of what many churches teach when they tell us we're born in sin and we have a sinful nature and we're bad to the bone. I think there's a song about being bad to the bone. Uh, It's a really crooked road sometimes. But we understand more and more that unless we love ourselves, it's hard for somebody else to love us. And it's difficult for us to love somebody else if we don't love ourselves first. There's more and more literature available about self-esteem and about self-love and more people trying to discover just who they are and relishing the idea of being absolutely, completely, totally unique, which they were designed to be in the first place. Our guest today is Jamie Lerner, and she talks about this in her book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. In her bio, she says she's created a, a co-created a beautiful family, which we want to hear about, received her MSW from Loyola University, and has traveled the world, exploring all types of spiritual healing modalities. As a therapist, Jamie has developed what she refers to as an integrative approach to well-being. Well-being is a term we hear a lot these days as well. Jamie Lerner is masterful in her ability to assist clients in, listen to this, recreating a loving relationship with themselves. That implies they had one at some time. She's also, I love this, a passionate amateur adult equestrian rider on the AA horse show circuit. I like that. She has an insatiable appetite for pleasure, beauty, and joy, and often refers to herself as a true pleasure junkie. We've never had a pleasure junkie on the show before, and it's my absolute delight to welcome you, Jamie Lerner. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about yourself. Just who is Jamie Lerner? um, I think that you've pretty much said it all, except that I would like to say that I do live and breathe the teachings of Abraham, and that is Esther and Jerry Hicks. Oh, I do too. There's not a night that I, I, I literally go to sleep with Esther and Abraham. Um, I listen to CDs as I fall asleep. Yeah, and and they are just the basis for you know so so much so many of my teachings. So um, I always like to to credit them because they're just amazing. It's 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 very obvious in your work, and I think that's why it spoke to me so clearly. Yeah. Well, um, I used to be a psychotherapist, a traditional psychotherapist, and when I was doing traditional psychotherapy, it never quite felt right to me because I had this feeling that we were keeping people exactly where they are instead of um, helping them move forward and focusing on where they want to be. It's really hard to go forward when you have some big label attached. Yeah, and, you know, they... People come and they get so invested in telling you their story and reliving their story that so much of the focus becomes about what was instead of what is and what can be. Exactly. 
Yeah, so I stepped away from that and um, traveled and just explored all other kinds of teaching modalities and came back and developed what I'm doing now, which is the integrative approach to well-being. And, and, and tell us tell us what you mean by that. Just what what is that? Well, um, I think sometimes we just get stuck. And stuck is just a moment, a moment in time. So I help people reframe their current situation and feel better. And then from that better feeling place, I assist them in gaining clarity. Usually the clarity comes from the contrast, figuring out what they don't want. Now they're going to focus on what they do want and helping them quickly get there. And it's a really fun process that does not involve a lot of time looking back. So I don't believe that we have to look back to move forward. No, I don't either. You know, as I hear you speak, you make me think of, of Rumi. Yeah. And, and his saying, the soul is here for its own joy. Yes. Yes. And, and I think we forget about joy as we're trying to find our place, you know, in, in the world. Joy is really... The, the whole purpose of what we're here for. And so once we reconnect with ourselves, because I think, you know, we come here connected, completely connected, and then just the day-to-day, um, we kind of we create some distance between ourselves and ourselves. And if we can reconnect with ourselves, I think that we find there is so much joy in that process and moving forward and then co-creating with others. So I do believe the basis of our life is joy. So how do you approach a situation with a client differently now than you did when you practiced mainstream psychotherapy? Well, on my website, and my website is jamie-learner.com, it becomes very clear who I am and what I do. And most people who feel pretty good where they are and even feeling good and being stuck, they don't call me. The people that call me are the people that are interested in seeing that little bit of light in their situation and moving forward and creating just a wonderful new life for themselves. So where we start is in the now instead of what was. And some people get really excited when they realize that they can start right here, right now, and talk about what's going on in this moment and move forward. A lot of people want to stay in what was, and those people don't end up working with me. But there are many people that still are practicing traditional psychotherapy and I think the most important thing for people is that they find the best fit for them. To first, Absolutely. Yeah, to first know what kind of help you're looking for and then to find the person that best suits you. And I tell people, shop around. There's so many people out there doing so many wonderful things and you will know when you find the person that resonates with you. And trust your gut because who would know better for you than you? Nobody. 
It's interesting that you say trust your gut when so many say don't trust your gut. <laughs> it's that you've got to trust your mind, not your, your gut, not your intuition. Oh, no, not your emotions. I love to hear you say that. Well, I do. I believe that we are our own greatest resource, and that's where we need to start. I, I, to ourselves, so. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but for some people, it's just hearing it and understanding it as an option because some people don't even know that that's an option for them. No, they don't. And they, you know, they have no idea about the power of their emotions or the power of their thoughts. Or and it, it, the power yeah. of self-directing from their inner being. Exactly. Well, they don't know about inner being. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I am assuming that you get clients who don't understand about their inner being and you get to go through that with them and introduce them. Yes, and it's very interesting because as soon as they catch a glimpse of it, it feels so natural to them, like coming home. You know, it's so easy to get reconnected with yourself. Once you understand how to do it, it's very easy. And then it just feels like so natural. It's almost like a big relief. Actually, it, it probably is a big relief to realize that, that they already know. They, they just have to get in contact with that part of them that does know. And the introduction can be just, as you say, it's a homecoming. Yeah. Well, I ask clients initially to just quiet their mind, you know, all that mind chatter, the unconscious conversation you know that I I love the just that, that you just quiet your mind. <laughs> Some of us have worked a lifetime trying to just quiet our mind. Well, it's just that chatter, you know, that kind of creates interference. And um, you know, for most of us, we like that because we're afraid to get in touch with you know our inner being. But our inner being is always tapping us on the shoulder, always, and so. Um, if we clutter our mind just long enough to to hear that small voice within us, we will recognize it immediately. Absolutely. Jamie, it's time for us to go to our first break. Okay. When we come back, I want to talk about your book a little bit. Okay. So this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jamie Lerner, for the self-improvement blog saying, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> You don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to Green with Envy every week for the most up-to-date information about living a green, fulfilling life. With a mix of serious inquiry and engaging humor, host Peter Terweem and his guest experts uncover topical issues and refreshing stories that'll keep you informed and inspired. We'll want to hear from you during the live program as well. Green with Envy is broadcast live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on World Talk Radio Variety. 
Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jamie Lerner. Jamie has written a book called The Ever-Loving Essence of You. And if you like that title, you're going to love this book. We were just talking during the break about how it feels like a wonderful bear hug. Uh, It's a very loving, very calming, very lovely kind of book. Jamie, what inspired you? to write The Ever-Loving Essence of You? Well, um, this book came to be based on my relationship with my mother, which I spent half my life trying to figure out um, more about how and why I felt so completely connected to myself, yet completely disconnected to my mom. And... um, the last um, five days of her life, she she actually had uh, scleroderma for 15 years, and she concealed that from friends and family, and she was just mm. really a very um, graceful woman. That's um, a very painful disease. It really was, and she pushed through it. I mean, she was the most amazing woman that lived 10 lifetimes in her 75 years of living. And she... Um, she was her, you know, her her greatest gift, and she was also her greatest fear because through all of her living, she avoided the most important relationship, and that was the relationship with herself. So it wasn't till the last five days of her life where she was actually put on a breathing tube to keep her pain free that I sat with her and talked with her about all the things that mothers and daughters talk about and the things that we never did talk about all the years of my life. And I felt completely connected to her and felt the love pouring through her and realized that, you know, maybe this was the beginning of our mother and daughter relationship. Well, after five years, I'm sorry, five days of her being in sedation, she made her transition to non-physical. And I felt the love pouring through her and knew that she had finally achieved what she was really wanting to achieve, which was a connected 
relationship with herself. With her, it's interesting because her age would almost demand that she grew up believing that everybody else had to come first. And, and she if lived you lived her life that way, I mean, yes. she was incredible, but really did not have the capacity to emotionally connect with her children. And there were five of us. We had an incredible life growing up, and um, it it really was a, a fantastic childhood, I must say. But I missed the connection with her and spent really half my life trying to figure out, you know, how could this be? So um, after she transitioned, um, I decided that I have, a book to write. And I believe that we all have a book in us. That was the other thing I wanted to say that, you know, if you want to write a book, sit down and write a book. Because I think we all have a really interesting story to tell. And don't be intimidated by the process of writing. Because I think it really is in each and every one of us a wonderful story. Um, but I... Uh, my mother always wanted me to do a project with my dear friend Lauren Tark, who is the co-author of this book. So I called Lauren, and we sat in my home for a weekend, and we wrote this book. In and a weekend? In a weekend. It was very <laughs> quick. So um, that's how the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, came to be. And it really was um, out of know, tribute and love and respect to my mom. How wonderful. Um, if you ask me how long I thought it took you to write this book, I would not have guessed in a weekend. And it feels, well, even the book feels almost channeled. So perhaps a great bit of it was. Yes. My guess is that your mother was a collaborator. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So now when you write a book with somebody, how do you divide up the, the duties there? Who, who did what in this? Well, you know, uh, Lauren's background is um, writing. She she works at um, uh, Columbia College. She's a, a teacher there. So that was her strength. So I pretty much was able to dictate a lot of this to her and allowed her to rework it so that it would come across and, and flow the way it does. So I really think it's a nice collaborative effort from, you know, both of us. And she knew my mom really, really well, and she's known me since high school. So it was really easy to sit with her and just kind of allow this to flow through me. Um, and it was just fantastic, really fantastic. Well, it's a, it's a wonderful book. And you talk about some, you know, what I call really now kind of things. They're things that have been around for a long time, but... Lately, they're much more in the forefront of our conversation. For instance, um, what I consider almost a buzzword anymore, because you hear about it from every direction, is alignment. And it's not a concept that we've been talking about forever, you know, alignment. And you talk about it. So, you know, tell, tell the listeners what you mean by alignment and how do you get yourself in alignment with someone or something? Okay. Well... I think that um, alignment is, is, is really important, but really all it is is to create your thoughts and your feelings as one. So if you're thinking about, and there's some really some nice examples in this book about things like food. Um, 
if you are thinking about eating something and feeling really good about eating it, then you should eat that. But if you're thinking about eating something and you have conflict in your thought process, that's not the time to eat the food. So alignment really is thoughts and feelings as one before action. You know, we talk about all these ideas of dieting. Our body's a chemical factory, and we, with our thoughts, we create a lot of confusion within our body, which doesn't allow our food to metabolize correctly when we are not in alignment with what we're eating. So I believe, really, that there's nothing that we can't do or have. I don't think anything is bad for us if we're in alignment with it before we take action. That almost sounds like Shakespeare's line, there's nothing either good or bad, it's thinking that makes it so. Exactly. Hmm, so interesting. I think it's the consciousness, the conscious process before taking action. And sometimes we think about something and we're not in alignment with it. And that's really not the time to take action. I talk about procrastination being our friend. Procrastination is the most wonderful thing because it reminds us to pause and take time to create alignment before we take action. So most people think procrastination is a negative. I see it as a wonderful positive, a great indication that we're just not ready to be doing what's asked of us yet. I love that concept myself because I'm a really great procrastinator. And that's, uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, because it's I'm, I'm in alignment with that concept about yeah. procrastination. <laughs> and it's interesting because once we give ourselves permission to procrastinate, sometimes that's all it takes. Then we remove the resistance to doing what we think we're supposed to be doing, and we're able to just move along and do it. Exactly. Resistance is another. Resistance is an Abraham kind of word. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting when you are aware of it. Uh, when you once become aware of your resistance, how you notice it creeping in in interesting times and places. <laughs> but you know, the important thing is to recognize it, and often just recognizing it is enough to relax and to exactly. allow it. If you allow resistance, pretty much you've, you've let it go instead of tensing up or getting defensive about it. So it's just that kind of fine-tuning from moment to moment, kind of understanding how you're feeling. Ah, nice concept. You talk about vibrational energy, and you mentioned vibration a number of times in your book, and that's another thing that Abraham Hicks talks about a great deal. Uh, Talk a little bit for the audience about vibration. What does that mean, and how do you change your vibration? Well, I think there are only three things that we have control over. It's what we're thinking about, how we feel, and what we're choosing to do with how we think about and what we're feeling. So if we can manage our vibration, which means manage how we're choosing to feel from moment to moment by what we're choosing to think about moment to moment, then we are constantly on top of our vibration. 
and usually we're able to keep it pretty high. Once we get to that point where we've practiced it enough, we're not dependent on any outside circumstance for how we feel. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the ultimate freedom, to be able to feel good every single moment, no matter who you're with or where you are or what you're doing. Because really, no one else can do that for you. So this is the most wonderful opportunity to do something just so loving for yourself, which is to be free from the effects of others. And, and it, is, it is truly great freedom. Oh, unbelievable. Now, you say be in control of your thoughts, your feelings, um, as if that's not a challenge. Is that, has that never been a challenge for you? Well, I think that if people can practice it and reach for the better feeling thought, so when you're feeling or thinking about something that doesn't feel good, first to understand that that doesn't feel good. I think it's first to identify that what you're thinking about is not creating a good feeling within you. And then know at that moment that you have the choice to reach for a better feeling thought. It, that's a, such a powerful concept. Uh, you know, I, I, I love that thought because when you really, re, when you realize that your thinking has gone a little south into some negativity and you can even have that thought, oh, what's a better feeling thought than this? I need a better feeling thought. Just that alone changes it. It does, especially if you understand that you're in control. And if you can't get to a better feeling thought, then distract yourself with appreciation. Look at, you know, look outside and find something beautiful to focus on. Turn on the radio. Distract yourself in any way you can so that you can feel better and move away from whatever that thought was that you were tuned into that did not make you feel good. And this is a good time as we're reaching for a better feeling thought and things that make us feel good. It's a good time to take another station break. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest, Jamie Lerner, saying please stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Holistic healing has been around for over 5,000 years. The basic concept is that of treating the whole person and encouraging a healthy way of living in harmony with nature and the core self. Every week, take some time out for Holistic Healing Moment with host Elizabeth Amy. What is out there and how does it help on the transformational path of healing body, mind, and spirit? No matter where you are on your path, there will be a topic that will speak just to you. Tune in to Holistic Healing Moment, Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. 
show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jamie Lerner. We're talking about her book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, and we're talking about her work as a therapist. Before the break, we were talking about being in control of our thoughts and reaching for a better-feeling thought. And I, I was just reflecting, Jamie, on what a difference that must make to your clients when you show them how they can change their thinking and almost create a whole new life instantly with just these concepts. Do you find that they're surprised to to get you know something that's so wonderfully easy and workable or you know, do, do you encounter resistance do people not get it what well, happens you know some people are so invested in their story that they're a little apprehensive about giving it up because they've had so many years invested in creating their story even though as they're telling their story it doesn't feel so good and as they're living their story it doesn't feel so good but I think that these tools that are outlined in the book are so easy to begin to use that um, they start to use the tools and it's easier. Everything is a little easier and they begin to see and feel the shift within them. And it is, it's subtly shifting from maybe not feeling so good to feeling a little better to feeling a little better and then to feeling really good. Yeah, to wake up in the morning saying, oh boy, <laughs> another day. <laughs> and to know that they're responsible for that change. So, you know, the other thing I do with my clients is I never see them at the same time every week or talk to them at the same time every session because I never want them to attribute the shift and the changes that they're making with me. Everything that's happening is a result of them. And for them to stand and understand the power that they're creating their life, I mean, that is, that's so wonderful to be privy to. But that's all it is. It's we very, them, they do the work. And it's, it's fantastic. It's a very healing thought to, to realize that you have the power to bring about the change you want. Yeah. With, you know, it's, it's, so exciting when somebody shares that with you. One of the concepts you talk about in your book is selective sifting. It's a wonderful concept. Talk a little bit about that. 
Well, selective sifting is it is wonderful because it allows you to go anywhere and to be with anyone and to still feel good, which means you can be with family members that sometimes that can be challenging sometimes, or you can be with friends and sometimes you're sitting at lunch with people and a conversation is occurring that doesn't resonate with you. Selective sifting over time, once you practice it, allows you to isolate only the parts of the conversation that pleases you. And after you practice this long enough, and I think 15 minutes for 30 days is long enough, you begin to see that you really are only tuned in to every conversation, only the parts of it that feel good to you. So you miss all the things that are not of interest to you, all the things that are negative, um, and you begin to really focus your attention, you know, what you hear, what you see, what you put your attention on. It's all about what pleases you. Lovely. It you is, m- it's lovely. It's a, it's a great coping mechanism. <laughs> That it's becomes. a great. It's. I I had never put a, a name to it, but I found that over the years I've been doing that. I I didn't name it selective sifting, but um, when you really start being aware of your thinking and you want to reach for the next better kind of thought, when you're into that kind of practice, selective sifting seems to take place. Well, <laughs> Just... the, the other thing that's so important about selective sifting as a process or a practice is that nobody has to change for you to feel better. No. So you're not asking anyone else to be different so that you could feel better. If anything, you're allowing them to be exactly who they are and you're able to put your attention only on the parts of them that pleases you. And that's really a relief to some of the people that you may have been trying to redo for most of your life. Absolutely. Uh, Think about what we've done to some of our children or our spouses and, and trying to make them to something we think they should be and they're not. And nobody should have to change to please us as we Ever. should not have to change to please others. So, you know... Those two concepts work really well together, allowing and selective sifting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You make this wonderful statement in your book. You are your own greatest resource. Simply look within and believe. You know, you know, you always know. So my question is, how does a person who's new to all of this learn to go within to that place where she or he knows? I've never heard anyone say, I shouldn't have listened to myself. But I often hear people say, I should have listened to myself. Ah. And I think when we consider ourselves, we do know and we always know. And I think when we consider others and are constantly looking outside of ourselves for answers, I think that we have this feeling within ourselves that we do know. So if we can trust ourselves and believe and consider ourselves first and allow ourselves to quiet our minds, I think that we always get what we ask for. Ask 
and it is given every single time. So it's a matter of getting quiet enough to hear. Absolutely. And I also ask people to ask themselves the question when they're either deferring to others or wanting another's opinion, why are you asking that person's opinion? Oh, that brings me right up into something that I really had intended to talk to you about. I have a favorite saying, and I'm not the only one. It's getting to be more popular. What other people think of me is none of my business, and I've (laughs) believed that for a long time. A lot of people disagree with that. I think that you probably agree with it. How can we feel confident enough in ourselves not to have to depend on what other people are going to think about us. Well, to, to, by first asking the question, why are you asking another's point of view? What is the reason? And I think that's very important to understand for yourself what you're looking for. Are you looking for confirmation that what you're thinking about is correct? I mean, what is the reason? Are you looking for ego gratification? It's always important to understand why you're considering another's point of view. For what reason? And if it's information gathering, I think that's fine. But if it's that you're hoping that someone is going to affirm who you are, I think that you're going to have a problem there because everyone always has their own point of view. And as far as I'm concerned, it it isn't my business, what other people's point of view is. Do you think that because of the way we're taught in school and in some of our homes, we grow up thinking that we all have to agree, and then it's really hard to have our own opinion or listen to the voice that tells us you know, what we already know? I think that we have to give ourselves permission to say to someone, let me think about that and get back to you. We don't always have to answer someone when they ask us a question. No, we don't. And I think it's important for us to take that moment to choose even if we ever want to answer that question. And sometimes by simply saying, let me think about that and get back to you a moment, gives us a chance to evaluate if we're even interested in engaging another person in whatever question they're asking. It's almost like... Um, an opinion poll sometimes with some people. You know, they want absolutely everything about them to be validated. What do you do when people come to you almost needing some kind of validation? Where do you start? Well, I'll tell you what I've done with my own children. And at times they've gotten really, really frustrated with me. But every time my children would ask me what they should do, I ask them what they think they should do. And I tend to do that with most people because I think that if people would take a moment and ask themselves first, they would have the answer. And really, how would I know better for someone else? How would I know? Who am I? People know what's best for them, and they need to be redirected back to themselves. Even in this... um, Right now I'm involved in a cable TV show called Living Consciously, and it is a cable TV show where we have so-called experts, and then we have a guest. And then we just have this wonderful hour conversation. It's really very interesting. But 
I never think of myself as an expert of anything. I'm an expert of myself for myself, but that's it. And so I think everyone is their own expert. So to redirect someone back to themselves, I think, is the nicest thing that we can do for another. I, I love the concept of having children tell you what they think they should do. And, and <laughs> do you find that almost always they're much more stern with themselves than you would ever be? What I find is that for my children, they trust themselves because they've been coached inward since a very young age. And I am thrilled to see how my children have developed as a result of them looking inward, being inner directed and really navigating through their day-to-day based on what feels right to them. They're very blessed children. Tell us how we can find Living Consciously and then we're going to go to break. Uh, it's a, there's a website, www.livingconsciously.tv. Ah, livingconsciously.tv. TV. I certainly am going to go to it, and I hope that the listeners wrote that down, www.livingconsciouslytv, because it's something we all need more of. It's time for us to go to break right again. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jamie Lerner, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back for the last segment in just a minute. Your favorite World Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. Did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Jamie Lerner. We've been talking about her wonderful book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. Jamie, tell us, how can people reach you and how can they find your book? Okay. Uh, my website is jamie, J-A-M-I-E dash Lerner, L-E-R-N-E-R dot com. You can uh, get my book on Amazon. We also have an um, audio version available on CD Baby. I'm on Facebook, and I put out a daily message every day. Um, and, yeah, I would love to connect with any and all of you. <laughs> if somebody wants to see you uh, as a therapist, how do they reach you? Can they reach you through the website? Yes, they can reach me through the website. And 90% of the clients I work with is over the phone or via Skype. So I have clients all over the country. And um, there's also a testimonial on the website that goes through how um, I work with people. There's a lot of really good information on my website, including some wonderful resources. So if you're curious, um, please feel free to go on the website. Wonderful. And and I hear sincerity in that you know if you need jamie please please contact her uh and if if you if you didn't write this down and you've lost it then get me through the self-improvement blog and i'll put you in touch with jamie i think she has such an important approach to well-being and so much to say about well, let's just talk a little bit more about living consciously, about living consciously. Um, you talk about that a lot in your book. Just give us the thumbnail of what you mean when you say we need to be living consciously. Well, we don't need to be, but living consciously is a lovely option because when we are living consciously, we are able to make choices for ourselves, choices every moment based on our personal preferences. And I think that that's really important for people to know at every moment that they have a choice, that they never feel like they're a victim to a person or a situation or a circumstance. And living consciously enables you to do just that, to navigate moment to moment and make choices about how you would like to feel. Interesting thought just crossed my mind. This It's an interesting concept in, in a marriage or a partnership that both of you can be living consciously and yet still be, I guess, on the same page. How does, how does that work in daily living? Well, I think when two people are, um, you know, connected to themselves, and if you're connected to yourself, I think that pretty much your ego has fallen away. We tend not to operate from ego when we're connected to ourselves. But two people who are connected to themselves, then they come together and they co-create something wonderful. And I think that is the beauty of living consciously, being in a relationship and co-creating. You can also co-create when one person is living consciously and the other person isn't. There just is a little more contrast. But that allows you 
being the person that is more conscious, I'm sorry, the person that is more conscious, that allows you to have better clarity for yourself. I believe that contrast enables us to have clarity. So it can work either way. Do you equate consciousness with living in the moment, being aware of what's happening now? Yes, I do. I think that when you are tuned in to yourself, that you are aware how you are feeling every moment. And that's all you need to be aware of. We cannot be responsible for how other people are feeling or what other people are doing. But we can be 100% responsible for how we are feeling and what we are individually and independently doing. And that's an interesting concept for those of us who grew up thinking that we were were responsible for everybody and that that everybody, if anybody didn't feel good, it was our responsibility to see that they felt better. It's not even a possibility. No, it's not. But it's, you know, there's still a number of people, a lot of people who come from that point of view because it's it's still being put in front of us as but, but the thing that we can do is we can teach through our example of living and i really like to underline that for people like the, the greatest way you can help another is just living through the example of being conscious and connected well, and it's so freeing for you When you realize that you're not responsible for how anybody else feels. And then you've also let everyone else off the hook because that means you've also said to them that they're not responsible for how you feel. And connected people tend to draw many people to them because it feels good to be around people who have taken responsibility for themselves and who are so hooked up to themselves as a result of their own doing. It's interesting, our energy announces that before you get in the room. And, and you really can, are drawn to people who have the same kind of energy. Talk about like attracts like. Yeah, law of attraction sorts it out every single time. Yeah, you, you just know. And it, it's just interesting when you're living more consciously. It's a pretty exciting way to go. And it's available to everybody I always say it's a luxury that we can all afford. Yes, yes. How can we be sure to create this kind of loving, positive opinion of ourselves that allows us to do this? I would say be gentle with yourself and get really, really curious about yourself because when you're curious, you're not judgmental. Oh. And just just be gentle with yourself. Gentle, yeah. Some people have never had the opportunity or even knew that they could be gentle with themselves. No, so I also tell people, talk to yourself the way you talk to your pets because we tend to talk so lovingly to our pets. And sometimes if we were to or others were to hear the way we speak to ourselves, they would just be mortified. I know. A wonderful, wonderful point. Yeah, yeah, we would be mortified if anybody heard the way we talk to ourselves sometimes. Yeah. You know, so yeah. be gentle, be loving, be kind, and <sighs> know that creating or recreating a loving relationship with yourself is, you know, it, it's so easy to do and it feels so good to do it. 
Jamie, we're right up at the end of the show. So what's the final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners? Trust yourself. You are your own greatest resource. Nobody knows better for you than you. Nobody. Oh, what a wonderful thought to end with. uh, Jamie, it has been such an amazing delight to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Next week, our guest is Tonille Jackson, author of Pleasing Your Partner, A Spiritual Guide to Happiness. I think of her as a modern-day Wonder Woman. So, Jamie, again, thank you. Thank you. And we thank our guests for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jamie Lerner, saying goodbye for now and have a wonderful week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.